What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Wide Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Cindy Valentine. Now, Cindy is the program director and marketing specialist for Draw Change, a nonprofit organization empowering children experiencing homelessness through an art therapy-based program. Now, she started as a volunteer eight years ago, and it has been her passion ever since, advocating for to for kids to take volunteering seriously, be confident in what you're advocating for, and to don't ever forget your why. Now, Cindy's got a lot to share with us here today, so Cindy, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. There we go. Cindy, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I, I'm very excited for this interview and just to share my knowledge um, about the nonprofit world. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, Cindy, of course, we're just going to go ahead and roll right into those questions. Um, I feel like a lot of people are anxious to hear, you know, why you do what you do, why you're so interested. So, Cindy, why did you become a program director or work your, even work your way up because you started off as a volunteer? So why did you do it? Um, there's This is a loaded question. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, I... Now where I am as the program director and marketing specialist of Draw Change, I definitely know it's my calling and it's my passion. Um, eight years ago, I started very painfully. <laughs> um, I was working, you know, corporate America. Um, I'm nine to five and I was young. I was 22 when I met, you know, Draw Change and it entered into my life. And I was still working and paying my bills. And then I said, you know, there has to be more to life than this. And I went through some type of, you know, what, what do I really want to do? Like, is this really what I want to do? I was working for a big insurance company. And I just felt very like, I felt like everything was going into place. And there was just something missing. And I just, you know, thought to myself, I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm just going to volunteer. Like I volunteered before, I'm just going to start volunteering and finding what fits and what organization will fit with what I'm looking for. So that's how it all started. Very nice. Very nice. And can you walk us through the process of, you know, like the I really I want to know the process of, you know, the day that, you know, you figured out that, all right, this is something that I really want to do for possibly the rest of my life. Yes, it was um, the first time I met Draw Change. <laughs> And I like to say, like, it, it was like meeting your spouse, or like your soulmate. That's how I feel about Draw Change. Trying to find something to, I guess, fill me up vainfully and just make me feel better about myself. And when I did find it, um, I, like, did my research and I researched about Draw Change. I contacted the CEO founder, not knowing who she was. And I just said, hey, I want to volunteer with you. And she was like, OK, we're going to Costa Rica. Um, in about six months, do you want to join us? And I said, okay, yeah, I'll join you. And mind you, I had no idea how this was going to look like. I just knew that I just wanted to do it. 
And I said, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. Let's, let's do it. So the CEO and I were like emailing back and forth and I would act, you know, proactively say, do you need something from me? What can I do to help, you know, this trip along? And she said, well, you know, do you speak Spanish? And I said, yes. She's like, well, I'm going to need you a lot for translation because I speak Spanish, but you know, we're going with 13 other people. So to have somebody else translate and help me out with that, I feel like that would help me a lot. And I said, okay, let's do it. And I just, you know, really was brushing up on my Costa Rican history and what (laughs) type of phrases Mm -hmm. I should say. So I really took it very seriously since the beginning. And I just kind of took it like a corporate job. I said, okay, this is what I need to do. And when I went to Costa Rica, it was the complete opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Uh, (laughs) It was very, very uh, life changing. Um, I saw a lot of things there that really, really rattled me. We work with the Tiques community, which is a community of refugees from Nicaragua mm-hmm. who live on a volcano base with no sewage system. So, you know, they live in in basically shambles. It's just like a tin roof with wood. You know, the children sleep on the floor. They don't have a mattress. Um, And when we went to the community for the first time, that's when I realized, wow, this is much more than just seeing this in a very analytical and very straightforward and corporate way. What we're doing here really does impact the children and the community. And when I was there, I was there for a week and I just. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. You know, the the sadness of it, I guess you can say. I, I don't like to call it like that anymore. But back then, that's what I was thinking. I was just sad. And just the the people were just beautiful and welcoming. And then that's when I realized, like, I can do this. I can do this for the rest of my life. And that's that's why I continue to stay with Draw Change. So that Very. was very nice, very nice. And you know, uh really uh just to just to uh, touch up on this just a little bit more. You know, like what really um what was that promoting process like for you again cuz you again you started just uh as a um volunteer and then you worked your way up to the program director. So like what was the what was the step-by-step process of um getting to that point? Like what are you what do you feel like your skills and talents are that, you know, um propelled you to where you are today from yes. being a volunteer? That's a great question. Um, so after that trip, that trip was in 2012. Um, it, I was just like, I need to continue doing this work. And I just kept emailing, you know, the CEO. I like to say that I was stalking her <laughs> because it was just, I was like, how else can I help? What else can I do? And she's, she said, you know, I know you're very business savvy. So, you know, help me with translation of the sponsor letters for the children um, help me with, you know, can you do a fundraiser at your job? I know you, you know, I know you care about this organization. So it started like that for the first, I would say, three years. It was her and I, we would just keep in touch. We would visit one another and we would just, you know, find ways how else we can spread draw change. In 2015, I met my husband in New York City and he was working at a music studio and the music studio director, you know, he was very passionate about the community in Brooklyn. And he said, you know, I want to do something where we can bring children of the community into my studio and just do something, do something with them. And I remembered Draw Change and what we did in Costa Rica. And I said, hey, you know, I, I work with Draw Change. 
why not we bring the, the programming here with for the children in Brooklyn? He said, that's a great idea. So I pitched the idea to the CEO founder. I said, hey, like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and she's like, she loved the idea. She's like, okay, go for it. I'll send you a supply kit, like a sample supply kit so you can start. And I'll send you some projects so you can start. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm not an artist by trade. <laughs> I just knew that what I saw in Costa Rica was so powerful that I wanted to do it in Brooklyn. And I said, okay, let's do this. So we started every Saturday, once a week with the community children. And I, we do basically a couple steps before we actually do the art project. So draw change is not just arts and craft. It's not like, hey, here, here's a project, do this on yourself, by yourself. That's not what we do. We don't teach technique. We don't teach how to draw the perfect, you know, character or circle or anything like that. It's really very free, expressive creation, you know, way of thinking. Very different from what a lot of other art, you know, art organizations do. And that's what I loved about it. And we start with an imagination session where we kind of have the children visualize what they want, you know, depending on the type of questions that we're doing. We help them, you know, we say, hey, you know, let's think about the perfect day today. You know, in your, in your, in your world, what do you imagine the perfect day? Who's in that world? How does, what is the weather like? Are you at the beach? Are you, so we help them kind of visualize and make them start thinking about, you know, something else, something different from their surroundings. Um, and then we go into a breathing session, which is like, just help them calm and like be in a very Zen-like state. And it's very therapeutic. And because a lot of the times the children come in and they just want to go, 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 let's play, play, play. And draw change is more about let's, let's really look in the inner workings of ourselves as children. And then, and then we start the art project. And then we, you know, so we were doing that in Brooklyn with children from the, you know, from the city. These are city kids who are so used to on the go, on the go. Um, and I saw, I saw how much it, it transformed them because they were so used to, um, dealing with a lot of things at their home and then coming to draw change once a week I just saw I, I saw the difference you know immediately and I you know they came in very skeptical very like I'm not sure what this is about I don't think I like this to at the end of the session at the end of the hour they're just happy and you know they're like oh I can't wait to come back next week so that was for me that was like okay we got to keep going <laughs> and very nice you know. very and that's very beautiful very yeah. beautiful um so what do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into who you became today um my mom is probably the biggest influence um into why I do the work that I do she just uh, you know in her entire life she has helped people and I've seen that growing up she has you know, done everything she can to help others. She still does. She's, she's just an amazing woman. And um, at first, I remember growing up thinking, oh my goodness, my mom is like sacrificing so much. Like she would bar let, borrow, like let people borrow money when she didn't even have money. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> we don't have money. And she would always say, don't worry, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. And it always did. I just, I've never ever went to sleep with an empty stomach. I, you know, I've had that privilege. Um, and I've just seen my, you know, my mom just 
really mm. just give her all to anybody and everyone. And I just, I, I remember thinking, I don't think I can ever be like that. And here I am working <laughs> in the nonprofit. Very nice. That's very beautiful. A very yeah. beautiful story. Yeah. Very nice. I love it. I love it. So what do you feel that an average day like is for you? Um, it's very busy. Um, I am a wife and a mom and I do still work in corporate America and I do work now being paid as draw change as well. So right now, you know, during COVID, it's been actually a little bit easier to manage all these roles because I'm at home all the time. Um, but in general, it, it is a very busy, busy lifestyle that I live. So I do work a nine to five. Then, you know, during my lunch hour at my nine to five, I'm, you know, responding to emails for draw change. I'm, you know, pitching ideas to my CEO founder. We're jumping on quick Zoom calls. And then after my shift, um, I go to the homeless shelter once a week to lead, you know, our programming to the children. And I have a group of volunteers and program leads who they started as volunteers and now they're, you know, going up the ladder too. And then I come back, not necessarily that same day, but, you know, throughout the week, I'm still working, you know, marketing campaigns for Draw Change now. So that's usually how it looks like. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Okay. So what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Um, what I enjoy the most definitely is working with the children. It's just amazing to work with children who are very different from me and how I grew up and how I see our programming transform their lives. It's just amazing to see, you know, sometimes I work with the same children for two years in a row who've been at a homeless shelter for two years. And the fact that they know that I'm going there every single week gives them like some type of excitement. They're like, oh, I'm going to see Miss Cindy this week. And, you know, they run up to me and they know me and their parents know me. I ask about their lives and I say, how are you doing? And um, it's just amazing to have like that community feel with, you know, people who I've never known. And now I know for, for so long. And it's just, it's just an amazing feeling and seeing my volunteers really get inspired. And now they're coming up to me. It's like, I want to do what you're doing. Um, that's probably like my favorite aspect of the job. Yeah. Very nice. And of course, of course, the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? Oh, the, the thing that I enjoy the least is definitely, I feel like I'm always defending why draw change? Why, why the arts? Why are you in a nonprofit that is giving art therapy to children? And, you know, why are you not giving clothes? Why are you not giving food? And it's, it, it is very, very uh, frustrating for me to, <laughs> to explain all the time and, and tell them, you know, we partner with nonprofits that, you know, they, they have, they give these children food and shelter and we're kind of like the next step. Now we're, we're there to help them process what they're going through. I mean, these children, some of the, you know, most of the time just came from the night before either sleeping under a bridge or, you know, losing their home. And now they're in the shelter with so many people and now they have to share everything. And now there's rules and it, it is, it is traumatic for these children. So, and it's, it's very frustrating for me to defend that every single time because I feel like in this society, we always think about these immediate needs and we're not thinking about, you know, the, the, the emotional, the emotional 
toll that is taking on these children who are experiencing homelessness. So that's very, very hard for me and probably the least aspect of my job, always defending that. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, so uh, this next question is my favorite question, um, and I'm really excited to hear your response from it. Um, it is, now, do you think that grades mattered for the success that you have in your career today? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I was a very good student. Uh, I went to a very good college. Um, but what I'm doing now, I, I didn't need any of that. <laughs> it, it really is, is interesting because, and, and that's what we kind of, we don't promote that to the children, but we tell them you can be whatever you want to be. And, you know, if you want to be a doctor, then be a doctor. And what does that imply? You need to study, you need to do this. Um, but if you want to, you know, be an artist, what does that imply? You have to practice, you have to draw good, you know, draw draw every single day, paint every single day. If you want to be a musician, you have to practice every day on the, on the instrument that you chose. Um, and I, now that I'm where I am, I, I realized I was like, oh, all of that. It's not that it was meaningless. It, it was just more like the work that I do and the calling that I have, it just, it doesn't matter. It, what matters is the relationship and connections that you form with the children and the community. Very nice. Very nice. I love that answer right there. Um, and uh, this next question, I'm going to break it down a little bit. I, I know you've, uh, you've you kind of answered it uh, a lot in this interview today, but I'm going to uh, go ahead and ask it anyway. What do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what do you what are you devoted to doing? What's your devotion? Um, I'm at that point in my career, especially with draw change, is that I don't I can't see myself stopping. Like, I just have to keep going. And I, I don't, it's such a great calling to me personally that I just, I can't picture it any, any way or any form anymore. Like, I just, I just know this is what I need to do for the rest of my life. Um, but what also keeps me motivating is my, my son. He comes to me, comes with me. My son comes with me um, to the shelter every week and he is spending time with these children and all the children at the homeless shelters, they know my son, um, you know, they love him like, you know, they're their own sibling. And I remember one time um, we had an art show for the children and obviously I brought my son. And the fact that the children were with my son and like for that moment, I just saw pure harmony and peace and love. It, it was just so beautiful. And I remember like tearing up because I was like, this is what I'm working for now. I, I want my son to see, you know, my son is very privileged right now. He, he has a two parent household and he doesn't have to think about food or toys. He has everything that he needs. And he's with children who lack a lot of those resources and they don't they don't care about that. They're just having fun and being children. And I was like, this is how it should be all the time. And now I, I feel like that's what keeps me motivated is to, you know, to fight for that that future. Very nice. 
Very nice. I love that answer right there. And Cindy, um, now it has been an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. Uh, sadly, we are winding down to that last question, though. And that would be if there is one piece of advice, just one piece of advice that you could get to somebody out there listening who wants to be in the position that you're in today. What would it be? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I thought about this <laughs> a lot. And I think the what I come across with, I work with a lot of people who were my age when I met Draw Change. And, you know, we have a lot of interns working with us. And the one thing that I that I see constantly is the lack of confidence. And I think the best piece of advice I can give to anyone in any job field, to be honest, is to be confident in your ability to advocate for your passion. You know, if you, if you love, you know, I love draw change, I am confident and I can say, I can, you know, tell you why I love draw change. I can tell you why we need draw change. And I can tell you how it has impacted and transformed cha- children's lives and, you know, why you should donate for us. I, you know, you have to be confident in your passion. You have to fight for your passion and, you know, don't doubt your ability. And if you're scared to, you know, provide your input, you know, break that free. You, ha- you have to, you know, I if, if it weren't for me emailing the CEO and founder, not knowing nothing about, you know, really about what Draw Change does, just kind of like, I, I need to do this and I want to feel better about myself. But if I didn't have that confidence to, you know, email her and kind of continue the conversation and, and keep in touch and, you know, do all the things that I was, you know, that I did to get where I am, then I wouldn't be where I am. So, you know, I feel like that's the best thing. And the best thing I can tell anyone is, you know, be confident in what you believe in and your passion and your calling and ask those hard questions. Ask, you know, ask those scary questions. Don't be afraid to, um, to, for failure. Cause that's what I hear a lot. Don't be afraid of failure. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's just a learning step and that's all it is. And the word, you know, the best advice that my mom always gives me, she was like, the worst thing anybody can tell you is no, that's it. And like, I always, when I feel like that fear of like, um, come creeping in, I always say the worst thing they can say is no, that's it. So that's the advice I would have given. Perfect. Perfect. And again, Cindy, I love, love, love today's interview. Uh, now, Cindy, is there any type of way my audience can reach yours, uh, whether, you know, it's the Draw Chains website, you know, anything, any social media, any book you're promoting, uh, just anything I can leave in the link in the description below so that my audience can uh, check out what you're doing? Yes, definitely. So we do have a website is drawchange.org. Um, so draw like you're drawing and then change all one word dot org. We're also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram with, you know, the same handle, Draw Change. Um, right now, we are hosting our our biggest fundraiser of the year. And that's um, now we're calling it on after school online art. And if you have children ages five to nine um, and, you know, you're doing virtual learning and you want some type of other extracurricular Please sign up your children to our virtual online after school art session. It's two hours. We do the, the same 
you know, um, programs that we use for the homeless children. And this program is so impactful because it's also for children who are not necessarily experiencing any trauma. It's just, it's just for them to really, really um, express themselves. And also, you know, this is a time of very challenging times for our children right now because a lot of them are going in person or, you know, online school and they have no interaction. So this is a way for your children to also interact with other children across the nation. Um, and that's also on our website at drawchange.org um, forward slash virtual art camp. Very nice. Very nice. And Cindy, I got to thank you one more time for an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. Uh, now, again, all that is going to be linked in the description below, guys. So please go and check it out. Uh, now, folks, as you know, there are three types of careers, job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Cindy helped you find it here today. So, folks, that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much, please learn how to listen I never give up, I'm not quitting, I'm persistent I'm willing to go the distance I feel like I'm up on the mount like I'm pitching I'm fighting the more